Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast, first show of the year, episode 120. We've got somebody special for you here, good friend Jason Waltner. I wanted to originally bring Jason on to talk about the Carson Wentz contract. So Jason's what a, a contract specialist. Like He specializes, looks at contracts like others don't, just like we don't, like the the the... I don't know, like the trades, like how cuttable, how tradable, how stuck are the teams with them. So originally I wanted to talk a little bit about Carson Wentz. Jason can't get Deshaun Watson off his mind. Jason, first of all, thanks a ton for being here, man. How the hell are you? I'm good, man. How the hell have you been? Pretty good, dude. First super flexible of the year. There we go. And I'm on it. Look at that. What an honor. Look at that. Yeah, man. So this will hit the Superflex City feed, too. If anybody's not on that feed, make sure you subscribe to Superflex City. We've got a lot of stuff coming out over there. So, Deshaun Watson, like, do you think the rumors are true? Is he know. on his way out? I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I just, obviously, this news just came out, this, came out this morning. I mean, it's probably just a knee-jerk reaction. Maybe a little bit emotional. Uh, maybe on Deshaun Watson's end or something like that, but... I don't know. I think uh, let's wait till after the season or anything like that, and this still continues to be a topic. Then I would start to pay a little more. Attention. It doesn't but, seem like the first time he's been emotional. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, so uh, we're here in Miami. Miami. Yeah. So yeah. So you know Miami. But hey, I mean, hey, why not take a quick peek at it and just see if it's anything that's even closer to legit? I mean, looking at Watson's contract, I don't see it happening unless they were after June first. Just be fifty-one million dollar negative cap saving. Like I I don't know how you can do that. So, uh, and then I mean, obviously, to actually you know trading him. Um, actually, you know what? That was just releasing. I'm sorry. Actually, trading him actually really wouldn't be that bad. And I mean, because you mentioned Miami has a lot of first round picks, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, and then I actually I, like I was actually looking at the wrong column here. Trading him before like uh, before June first would only be negative like five and a half million. In okay. Cap saving, which isn't that bad. I mean, it's something that's definitely swallowable. I mean, so, but you're you're taking that money on and and you're downgrading that quarterback, arguably. Yeah. Is that something you think that the Texans would be looking at doing? Or and Watson also he has that no trade clause in his contract, correct? He definitely does. So you have to pick his destination. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what? That's even a better point. There's no more trade clause for that at the bottom here. So yeah, like, but hey. I mean, Tua obviously could be traded; it'd be no problem as well. So, I mean, yeah, this theoretically could happen. So, Tua in a first sounds like a dynasty yeah. trade. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but like, yeah, like you said though before, like we were talking before the show, uh, Miami has they have multiple firsts. So, I mean, you really wouldn't have to sell your farm, or if you did have to do the multi-pick avenue, um, you can give them one pick this year and one pick next year, and you still have a pick this year. You know what I mean? So, and then I mean, considering. One of them is the number three overall, right? Is it number three? Is that number three? Right? I believe so. Uh, I'd have uh, to look. Yeah, I believe it's number three. If I'm not mistaken. Could be. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that could theoretically happen. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? That would be fun. So, I'm looking now and... Mr. Wentz, right? That's what we all seem here to talk about. 
saying <laughs> Houston has a number three from Miami? That trade didn't happen, did it? Is this just hypothetical? No, no, no. Uh, Miami has it from Houston. That was the Tunsil trade. Okay. <clears throat> so, so, yeah, Miami. Hmm, how interesting. Right? Now, mm, the plot thickens. And then Miami has 18, and that's it. So they've got 18 and 3 overall. And they, they probably don't want to move Tua and that third round pick. It'd probably have to be that 18 and, like you said, maybe a 2022. Right. But you still have the third overall. You know what I mean? So yeah. Very, Man, really if, if that happens, I mean, dude, I'm all over, like, Preston Williams and, and Devontae Parker. If Watson were to go there, but that's pretty new in the air. Maybe we let the dust settle a little bit and see what happens. I want to know how the hell you feel about Carson Wentz. So first of all, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh Will there ever be another Capology 101? Yes. What? Date is TBT, but yeah, no, I'm definitely working on getting it. I'm just looking for the best platform to use um, for gas and all that other stuff. Um, nice. I, I definitely think there's a place for it. And that, and that's, I mean, why I wanted to get you on here. And again, the one that's been going through my head nonstop is Carson Wentz. So I think the first thing you have to ask yourself is the answer. Nobody really knows the truth to, but are, is that relationship over? Like, can you repair the Carson Wentz and Philadelphia relationship or is, do they need to ship him off? Like contract aside, like can they repair that relationship? The only way they can repair the relationship is by firing Doug Peterson. Yeah. Well, and they have to assure Wentz that he's the starter whenever healthy. Right. And just that, and you know, the whole new coaching regime that comes in has the understanding that Wentz is the guy. Yep. Well, I actually saw a report say that, uh, I don't, I mean, Probably nothing, you know, much to do about nothing, but that uh, Peterson was meeting with Laurie either this week or today or something like that. But, I mean, I don't, it didn't say why or anything like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's typical end-of-the-year stuff. Um, but, yeah, apparently that, that was worth a report. And, I mean, so, you mentioned before we started the show, like, you had the Philadelphia situation, too, not only Carson Wentz, but the the cap hits that Philadelphia is going to be taking. What did you say, $75 million? Yeah, they're like seventy five million over the cap. That's crazy. That's insane, and that's why, like, I and look, look. I mean, I understand the whole, you know, the cap isn't real, you know, ideology. Uh, I get it. How it can seem like it's not real when you know you see these teams just go ahead and just sign these guys, and when you think they have absolutely no cap. Um, but I mean, they're just ways to manipulate it. That's all. Um, I mean, I am a firm believer that the cap is real. I know there's a lot of big guys out there. The cap is fake. But like I said, I'm a firm believer the cap is real. Um, while it's very fluid, and like I said, you can manipulate it from year to year. Um, I like the line from uh, Doctor Strange, uh, what the heck's the guy's name? Uh, Mordu or whatever his name is, where uh, he says, you know, the bill always comes due. Mm. And you know, that's how I think about the cap. Um, one way or another, like, it will come due and you will have to, you know, fight the bullet. And I mean, and that's one of the things that you guys hit on when you're doing Capology 101 back in the day is some of just the moves that you make and how you follow cap situations with mm-hmm. teams and contract situation with players and of when you might want to actually get ahead on selling said player or buying said player. Right. Like a big player on my mind right now because I've been getting some offers for him is Devontae Adams. Mm. 
Like, I think right now, I mean, while like, I was offered, like, Christian Kirk and, like, two first-round keynotes, I think it was, like, 2022 and 2023, which... Mm, like, so far out. away, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it's just the whole idea of, I mean, is Aaron Rodgers going to be there for the next three, four years? Or are they going to turn to love? Like, is Adam going to have to take a huge impact of that? We, you know, we all have seen how much the receiver, you know, sometimes is extremely reliant on their quarterback. And, like, you know... Adams is at the peak of his value it's ever been. Right. So, I don't know. Like, that's a guy I just keep going back and forth on. Like, you know, because like I said, you always want, I'm always a big fan of trading a year early, not a year late. So I feel like after this year, Rodgers bought himself, like, two to three years as long as he wants it. I don't know how you can just, like, stop going, go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love when they're doing as good as they did with Rodgers and basically Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones went healthy. They don't ha- I mean, I know they have role players and people have come around. Tanyans have a great year, stuff like that. But I feel like Rogers, I don't know, like um, Izzy from dynasty trades calculator did a uh, top 10 quarterbacks this list today. And he wanted you to rank them. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't even on the list of players that he wanted us to rank like as a dynasty community just for him to kind of look at it for value wise and i took i had i took one player out and went against the rules and put aaron Rodgers back into that top 10 because i think he still belongs there i think that it's a little early to get rid of aaron Rodgers. like if russell wilson belongs there aaron Rodgers belongs above him as far as Mm -hmm. i'm concerned and so i ended up pushing um uh, you're gonna hate this. I ended up pushing Lamar Jackson out of the top ten to fit Aaron Rodgers in, and Aaron Rodgers was above that ten spot. But he's the guy of the list that Izzy gave mm-hmm. that I decided to I didn't want in my top ten. Got it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I I get the love with Lamar Jackson. I'm just not. I don't know. I'm just not one of those guys. Yeah. Same. Don't be wrong. The guy he puts up, he puts up huge numbers. I can't debate that. You know what I mean? He's obviously like he's gonna put up a fifty burger any given time and everything. You know, he's a dynamic player and awesome for the NFL and everything. I just, I'm just more of a, I like a guy who throws the ball around the yard. That's all. So one of the destinations we've heard a lot for Carson Wentz, and that I would love to see happen, is the Colts. It could happen. According to this, they'll have about 123 million dollars in cap space next year. Okay. So, so that helps Philly a lot if yep. they get rid of that. They're, I mean, I know there's still going to be like what forty above cap space if they traded Wentz, but I mean, at this point, like the problem that Philadelphia has created, I mean, they they almost need to trade Carson Wentz just for a second to the Colts. Is that crazy? No, I mean, no, man, Philly would burn. They already are. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> sorry, but, yeah. Philly, but I mean they've created this situation with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz that Carson doesn't want to be there. They're paying him all this money. They need to get out of debt. It it makes sense to find a way to he's the piece to move on. I know that that's pennies on the dollar for Wentz, but the ways that it ends up helping Philadelphia, it's not as great as it helps the Colts. Don't get me wrong, but it I mean would. I don't know, man. It's not that crazy. No. Or, or I mean, is it? I mean, maybe it is. Maybe that is crazy, dude. I don't think it is. And it just, and I mean, I mean, obviously, if people follow me and they know who I am, obviously, okay, full disclosure, it's the elephant out the room. I am a Cowboys fan. But I can yep. completely, I completely, 
completely impartial here. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, him, guys like him and Wentz are why I hesitate to give Dak the huge contract because when golf got his huge deal, tell me one person that thought it was bad coming off a Super Bowl run. Sure. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. You know? Oh, he just came off a Super Bowl run, gave him $100 million. Like, you know, the same thing with Carson Wentz. No one, no one complained when he got his deal. Right. But now they are. <laughs> I just don't want to go through that. So you want to see him in Dallas? No, hell no. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I wouldn't mind. I mean, look, I, I'll be perfect. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Wentz in Dallas. But okay, so let's look at both those teams, like Dallas and the Colts. You could argue that right away Carson Wentz is in a better situation for his particular throwing style, better offensive line. He wouldn't need to be as athletic as like Jalen Hurts to create his own space. Um, better receivers. Better receivers, absolutely. I mean, so... Arguably better run game. Yeah. And, I mean, if you, you get Carson Wentz, and I know you want him in Dallas now, like hypothetically, you probably want Dak still, but let, let's let say, I mean, you put him behind that Colts offensive line. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I really... I, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Not at all. Okay. And then he's back with his uh, with Wright, uh, Frank Wright. Yep. So, and I don't think his days in the NFL are over as an NFL starter. No, but I mean, I just think you just have to like, question just maybe like his mental makeup, though. Um, like, obviously, if he hits a wall pretty hard, it's hard for him to go over it. Um, it was hard to give a guy a lot of money knowing that moving forward. So he's going to have to like squish that whole narrative. Uh, hmm. And just, you know, you know what I mean. Like, how would you feel giving a guy hundred mil? Like when things kind of went south and Philly kind of like put his head head between his legs, and kind of just like you know folded up like a chair. Do you mean before he was benched or yeah, after like he before, was benched during it? Yeah, um, you heard a lot of stuff about how he was in the locker room. Um, you know, where he kind of felt privileged or entitled. Um, always felt like he was right. You know, things like that. So I mean, I don't know how legitimate those arguments are. So, yeah. I mean, he's it's it's tough to say he's in a good situation. I'm not saying that that shouldn't right. make him be a good leader. Don't get me wrong; it's totally different than what you're saying. He's it, even in a bad situation, he has to be the leader in that locker room. That's part of his job. And if he can't do that, that I'm with you. That's an absolute problem. But man, like you said, though, add some receiving weapons, a better offensive line, like a better situation. Uh, well, Matt, one thing I do sympathize with the guy, dude, is imagine going into your office and going to work every Sunday, and you have to pass by that statue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, that was that has to be immensely like. I, I would that be hard for me? You know what I mean? Just like put yourself in that guy's shoe. Like, imagine you were walking by your job every day, and there was like you know a memorial the guy who was briefly taking your job. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be something that'd be a hard pill to swallow every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, well, and then you're playing through an entire season, and because of the way Philadelphia drafted, every day you're also going into your job, and people are talking smack about you and want this other guy, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. to start just because of your the system doesn't fit your skills anymore, nor do they have like the offensive line to protect you. Right. So you have to hear that every day. It's got to be mentally draining from both sides of it. So. I guess to me, at some point, it seems like even if like Philadelphia has to bite the bullet and say trade him for that second, that I know it sounds crazy, but they trade him for that second. If somebody does that and they take on that contract, 
kind of just like with Nick Foles last year in the Bears, you almost put yourself in a situation where you have to start him at some point. Right, but the thing is, though, because of when he signed his contract, it actually is, quote-unquote, relatively not that bad anymore. Now that, you know, $40 million is, like, the market because uh, right. he'll, he'll, he'll only be a thirty over a $35 million cap hit once, and that's in 2020. Yeah. So, so, I'll, so let me ask you this. I don't know if you have this in front of you, but if he's traded to a team, doesn't don't doesn't Philadelphia still have to pay some of that? So like he'd still be getting say thirty five million a year, but the team that takes him on is only paying like twenty five. No, just uh, well, what the, what would happen then is they would just depending on when he traded, obviously probably before the beginning of the season. What happens then is the team is just really on the hook for his base salary. Okay, um, all of the escalators, all the uh roster options, signing bonuses, and everything like that, they all escalate to that one year automatically. Because all it is is just basically accounting. Um, so all he would really be is pretty much more just on their books for the base salary. There probably, I mean, there might be some other bonuses that I really, you know, might not be privy to as far as detail. But um, for the most part, it would just be pretty much around their base salary. So they'd have to take on pretty much the entire contract? Yeah, but then also the thing that comes, the benefit that comes to the that trade for him uh, is that if they were to cut or trade him again, it would probably be little to no dead money because uh, the team, because Philadelphia's already assumed most of that dead money. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, so this way, moving him for their purposes wouldn't be as difficult. Like, you know what I mean? So they sure. gave, like, that'd be a huge win if the team could get him for a second round pick. And if you cut him, it's just like, all right, we gave him a second round pick. We, we tried and it didn't work out. And- right. Or you trade him and get him a third back. You know what I mean? Then at that point, you really didn't lose much. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Or, I mean, worst case, like you said, you have to cut him just to, so you don't have to continue paying him. Right. But for all this to happen, he has to get traded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, is there a better destination, like while you were kind of going over some of this, than the Colts? I mean, I mean, because I mean, the first thing you have to look at – oh, I'm sorry, uh, before – my apologies with the uh, Colts. I, I misread it again. Um, they only have they have sixty million in cap space. That's my fault. Okay, um, but still, uh, that's third in the NFL. Well, Philip Rivers. Up, let's say Philip Rivers is gone. How much does that bring to the team? Well, I'm looking at 2021. Oh, already. okay, okay. So, yeah, so that wouldn't take that in consideration. Um, so I mean, they still have sixteen million. At, I mean, sixty million. And looking at, I mean, I would have to see. I, mean, I would have to look at more of the fine, not the fine print. It's more of the contract notes here to see like when things are paid out, like for example, 2020 roster bonus, $10 million for Carson Wentz is paid on the third league day of 2021. So basically mm. now talk more realistically about Carson Wentz. If he is traded between now and 319, this is all per spot track. They would have dead cap of $60 million. Good Lord. Wow. And a cap savings of negative 24 and a half million. Wow. Yeah. That's but, crazy. Now, if they traded him between three nineteen and six one, which is June first, that's why. And with the NFL, like June first is like a kind of like a contract deadline kind of thing. For example, for cuts. But um, if they were traded from three nineteen till June first, he would do. Oh my god, he'd be seventy. Now look, he'd be seventy four million dollars in dead cap and thirty nine and a half million dollars in cap sa- negative cap savings. Wow. Negative forty million. So as you can see, the reason why the number jumps up is also because um, that ten million dollars plays a factor in that. Because again, it's paid on the third league day of the year of twenty twenty one. 
And then uh, 2021 base salary is $3.9 million with an $11 million non-likely-to-be-earned escalator built in. Like, you know, these are just little things. Like, But for all intents and purposes, uh, it seems like if they want to trade him, honestly, their best option is to get him after June. But by then, I mean, the, tra- the only thing that sucks is the draft's over, free agency's over. But from Philadelphia's perspective, they have Jalen Hurts Hurt still, so it really doesn't impact them in any way. They can draft as if they're drafting without Carson Wentz being there. And they almost need to get rid of the drama. Right. And then also, let's say a team was hoping to get a quarterback this draft and walk away, you know, was what was the one that walked away uh, without, a, without a dance partner. Mm. Well, Philly could be your dance partner now. Sure. So, but doing that, I mean, it helps a little bit. I mean, these numbers are still big, but so when you do stuff at, from June 1st after, everything splits. I don't know why. That's just how they do the accounting. So. Mm-hmm. So for June for uh, for 2021, the dead cap would be just under just a little over 19 million dollars, which is that's still a lot, but nothing compared to what we've been talking about. So uh, so when you're talking when you look at this stuff, you just automatically can compute it, and you can um, you kind of you break that down in your head like those those time periods. So what you're saying is for Philadelphia, the best time, just so I'm making sure I'm understanding everything, the best time for Philadelphia to make the move would be to try to wait until June for financial reasons? Yes, after June 1st. So, and then my question would be, and I know this is totally different than what you're dealing with when you're looking at those contracts, but would it be more beneficial for Philadelphia to try to go out into those markets before the NFL draft and teams start drafting their quarterbacks? Because you mentioned like maybe Philadelphia is the spot that the teams go to that didn't get a quarterback. But, and I know this is, this is just my trading head and how I manage my teams. I know it's two different things, but I feel like the time to sell Wentz would be when there is a market out there for you and to go to those teams like the Colts that might not have Phillip Rivers, like the Bears, some of those teams that maybe don't have as high of draft picks that are still going to be in the quarterback market. But if you wait till after the NFL draft or before other teams make their moves, you might be SOL. Right. And I know that's a right. totally different thing than what you're looking at with the contracts, but I just wonder how they play that out, you know? Yeah. So actually I need to make a, uh, a correction here as well. I'm sorry. I just fixed the resolution. I was wondering why these, Kong's raw out of wag guys fix a resolution here. And so actually, all right, they so for financial reasons, the best time to trade Carson Wentz is June first and beyond. But for practicality reasons, I mean if they can get a high draft for pick for him this year, it still could happen. Um it's just that he'd be a thirty four million dollar dead money hit and they would only save they wouldn't even save a million dollars. Oh wow. And a million is not much to them. Right. And it really is. And, <laughs> and if they wait until after June 1st, they would save $15 million to the cap this year. Wow. So that, that's, that's crazy. Where it all, that's where, that's where now, you're throwing, now we're throwing those wrenches in there, right? Now it's like, damn, when do we do this? Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, if I'm Philly, it all depends on what I'm getting offered this year. And if I really don't like what I'm getting offered this year, then you know what? I'll just trade him after the draft because someone's going to walk away without getting a quarterback. We all know that. Or, you know, or an injury might happen, which we all know what happens as well. And then trade him then, and then just go from the future then at that point. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I understand they want to move on from this as quickly as possible and everything like that. 
But or unless I mean you just want to rip the band-aid right now and just say screw it. We don't care about it. I mean, but like you said, man, there's negative seventy four million dollars in cap and that's gonna save not even a million dollars, like I feel like sometimes teams wait too long though, or they show their cards and all the uh, the rest of the NFL knows what they're going to do. And these are even for quarterbacks that I'm going to say aren't as good as Carson Wentz as much as he struggled the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. you look at like the Bengals last year with Andy Dalton and everybody knew that they were going to be pretty much tanking for Tua at the time, but it ended up being for Burrow. Right. And then Throughout the season, they probably had plenty of opportunities where they could have traded Andy Dalton, even for like a second or third, but they continued to tank. They continued to show their cards. They didn't move him, and then they cut him when they probably could have got a little something. I'm not just saying like Carson Wentz is going to be cut, but then you think of the same thing with like Josh Rosen. And again, this is a horrible example, but at certain points in even Josh Rosen's career, they could have had more for him if they traded him but they, then they show their cards they draft kyler murray and you know what i mean like they keep these teams kind of hang on to these players that other teams show interest in just to try to i don't know they're bad trade negotiators or something i don't know what it is but i feel like at a certain point like you just have to like trade wentz for the second See, the good thing, though, that Philly has in their advantage, though, is they really wouldn't have to show their cards because they already have the maybe their future quarterback on roster. Sure. But they That's also – but, but I mean, the, so the cards are actually kind of already shown with that right. said. So, I mean, yeah, what do you – how long do you wait? I don't know. That's a tough one, man. You know that, like, they're not going to want to go into camp with him as the backup because that's that's a huge problem for – Whoever's coaching the team at that point to have that kind of like locker room tension, that drama, like at some point you need to move on. I mean, even players like you think about even like there's a reason why Tim Tebow is not in the league. And it's because it's not just because he wasn't good enough to be a quarterback. It was also because teams didn't want to sign a a backup that was more famous than their starter. Right. You know what I mean? It it creates like problems when you have like groupies following your backup quarterback around every game you know what i mean and that's what tebow did and at a certain point you're just like no we really don't need that kind of like media following for this one player and everybody asking us every week when are we going to start tim tebow especially when he wasn't that good yeah exactly you know And, and but I think that if you have your dis- your starter decided on, at a certain point, you just have to move on from somebody like Carson Wentz. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, and, and just uh, I agree 100%. I would move him beforehand, just have the under $100 million cap savings. I mean, because here's the thing. He'd be a $34.5 million cap hit this year. So, I mean, if he's, ne- if he's a dead cap hit of $33 million, you know, just south of 34 Man, i mean that's so crazy so do you still have that um the philadelphia information like how long is alshon under contract and deshaun jackson and everything else that they've wasted money on the last few years because i mean that's a lot of it too like those guys i don't know if it goes into 2021 but i mean they they've made some huge mistakes trying to go for it yeah see i, I absolutely i 100 agree and basically what they do is and with all the restructuring that they've done and this you know that's how they create cap spaces by restructuring with face everyone thinks it's like opening money no all you're doing is taking money from your left pocket and putting it in your right pocket it's just all accounting all it is 
Um, basically, all they do is they just take their base salary. So let's say you had a $10 million base salary, and they wanted to create $9 million in cap. In cap. So what they do is they take your $10 million base salary, take $9 million of that, and turn it into a signing bonus. So then this way now, your cap hit is only $1 million. But then, so now you have $9 million that needs accounting for, right? So let's say you have three years left on a deal. They're going to take that $9 million and spread it over the three years. So every year, you're going to have an additional, additional $3 million added to their cap hit. And as we know, in most cap hits, they, they escalate as they go as they go longer for the most part. I mean, obviously, we don't come down every gap. But basically, what you're doing is you're basically, you are speeding up the process of inflation. That's all they did. And yeah. now the paper's coming due. You know what I mean? Like, it caught up with them. So in your experience of watching contracts and these situations similar to this, is Carson Wentz a starting quarterback in the NFL in 2021? Week one. And I'm going to say yes, because there's always a team out there that's desperate. And do you but think it, it's Philadelphia? I, I don't see how it's Philly. I mean, yeah. Like I said, the only way I do is if they fire it. Like, this is the only way it happens is that like, the GM and the owner have to pull Carson to the side and say, you're our guy, we got your back, they're going to fire Doug Peterson. Give Carson Wentz, you know, stroke the stroke the ego, and then say we're getting this guy for you. That's the only way they can make it happen, in my opinion. Yeah, I hear you, man. You're asking a lot of men with egos. Yeah, uh, to solve their pride there. So yep, yep. (laughs) And I mean, maybe maybe there ends up being some kind of a trade and renegotiation within the Wentz contract after the trade, but that'd be up to Wentz at that point if he wants to renegotiate that contract or not. So that's a totally different can of worms um i don't want to like force us to stay on wentz too long and kind of dilute this well but, you guys felt like people like alshon jeffrey and stuff i mean yeah he's an 18 million dollar cap hit man he's basically a 20 million dollar receiver when i say the name alshon jeffrey do you think he's a 20 million do you think he's on par with mike thomas anybody, anybody? no no well that's, that's that's a price range he's in right now yeah yeah i mean i'd take jalen rager over him yeah, I mean, I mean, think about this. How many games did he play in this year? Oh man, I mean, how many? Yeah, even the ones he was in. I mean, even over the last two years since he's been there, how much has he played? And I mean, he's just not that guy. I don't know how he got that contract. To be completely honest with you, I, I bet Philadelphia year. probably wishes they had Jordan Matthews at this point. I mean, honestly, he's probably gonna be cut if they're this batter and he's cap. He's gonna be cut. Because they can do a June one cut on him, and they would save almost thirteen million dollars, and he'd be five and a half million one year, and five and a half and five million in dead savings the next year. In dead yeah, cap. so that, that almost needs to happen. Yeah. Even aside from Carson Wentz, so I mean, they probably try to trade Carson Wentz if they can save that money. Try to get rid of Alshon, save that money. Djax, I don't know if is he under contract. Uh, I don't see him. No. Okay, so man, that, I mean, that's Ertz, just crazy. Ertz only, I mean, this is just that they did it as uh, I mean, Ertz would save you eight million dollars if you cut him. Um, I mean, dude, the one guy, dude, the one guy I would have to look at, I mean, dude, even though it's like blasphemous to talk about, is Fletcher Cox mm. because oh, no, he really didn't save him. I mean, you can cut him. As a June one, and it would save sixteen million dollars. So, I'm like, what is that? That's your. That was your cash savings right there. There you go. 
<laughs> so, um, I mean, I know it's blasphemous to think about because he, I mean, he's a, he is awesome, but dude, I mean, he's a $24 million cap hit. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, me and, uh, Mr. Manila got into, not got into it, but we got into a nice, lovely discussion about, um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not, Fletcher Cox is a top defensive tackle. There's no debate out. Top three, top five, you want to debate, whatever, but he's up there. But his, his salary, his cap hit puts him, with Aaron Donald. Dude, I just saw a stat today that Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack are the only two players to ever have like eight plus sacks in like the first six years of their career or something like that. Something wow. Like, something like that. Dude, Aaron Donald plays defensive tackle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not supposed to happen. So, I mean, it puts him in that price range. And, and then you, you have know. to wonder too, like how close is Philadelphia to winning? And That's my thing. That's my thing, dude. If you're going to be four, eight, and one or whatever with Fletcher Cox, you might as well be, you know, two, eleven, and one without him. Yep. I mean, that's always about me. Moss used to always kill me on that thought, on that philosophy. But I mean, he's like, you know, then, then you might as well cut everybody. Well, I mean, if I'm going to suck. I might as well right. suck without you. you know what I mean? Like, I understand you need fans in the stands and everything like that, but football is a sport where you can really, you know, promote hope and future a lot. Yeah. So. Let's let's talk a little bit about Dak super quick before we get out of here. Oh boy! Uh, well, I mean, you guys didn't want to pay him before his foot fell off. Do you want to pay him now that his foot fell off? Okay. Maybe Carson Wentz is the answer because, like you said, it's that contract from when Carson Wentz signed it isn't that crazy now compared to what you're going to have to sign Dak for. Right, and we can cut him and trade him whenever we want. And before you talk. Dak is not going to want to sign that franchise tag after he just lost his foot on your field. Yeah, no, I hear you. I would, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't blame the guy for that. But, okay, so, now Dak amongst the Cowboys community is a very touchy subject. I don't know if you've ever noticed on Twitter, but it's it's extremely polarizing. What's not a touchy subject before the the Cowboys community, Jason? This is a a very (laughs) touchy subject. Either, either Let's talk about well, Zeke. Let's talk about Zeke. Oh, is, how touchy that is, is that? that is but I think Jack is definitely <laughs> by far the, most, the biggest nerve right now because it's like, if you don't... Okay, so, okay, I love Dak. Okay? Let me start with that, all right? But I just don't like... I just don't love Dak at his price range, okay? Because, look, I understand what everyone says. They didn't want to pay him. Look, they all... At the end of the day, they offered him Russell Wilson money. Russell Wilson money, and he turned it down, okay? Like... I don't know. You can't say the Joneses didn't try. They were definitely offering him over $100 million. They were offering about $35 million per year. It just came down to, I think they wanted either five or six years, and Dak just wanted four. Yeah. Or Dak Camp wanted four. Um, so, I mean, you know, the whole notion that, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, the Joneses didn't want to. They definitely want. They offered him a top five contract before Dak became anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that year before he blew up, or mm-hmm. not this past season before that, they offered him a top five contract then, you know? So it showed the faith that they had in him at the time. So, yep. I mean, look, I would love for Dak to get signed. But let's just be facts. Our defense sucks. If we sign Dak, we're only, I mean, at this point, we only have like $33 million in cap space. So if we sign Dak, it's like all of our cap money. The only way we're going to be able to make the defense better is through the draft. By the time the defense does get better because it's through the draft, Dak's contract will be up again. So, I don't know, man. We're in a really tough situation. I mean, but... I would have loved to see Andy Dalton behind a 100% Cowboys offensive right. line. Right, see what he had. I know that everyone likes to compare Andy Dalton to Dak, but like you know, he had no offensive. We were on our third string tackles. Right, you know what I'm like 
But I don't know. And here's the thing, though. You know, I mean, we were almost, what, what were they finished? Six and ten, whatever, something like that. I mean, with Dak, we wouldn't have been, I don't think we would have been much better. Well, I mean, with with Dak last year, you were eight and eight. And this year, this year you were two and three. Yeah. So, so I mean, mean, 10 and 11 with Dak over his last 21 games. And Dak putting up his most historic prolific seasons ever. That's I don't know. But it's just like, you know, and as a team thing, you know, like, if we want to go 8 and 8 every year, we can go 8 and 8 with Andy Dalton. Right. No problem. Exactly. And paying 25, 25, Or, or sorry, but, or with Carson Wentz. Exactly. You know, fix up O-line, Carson Wentz. Get some get a better defense. Maybe Zeke, maybe Tony Pollard. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it, you know. So, And that's kind of one thing I've been saying the whole time. Like, I think Dak's going to be in the NFL again, but everybody is so 100% certain that he's going to be in Dallas. And I don't think it's that certain, dude. I don't think it is either. I really don't. I don't. Like you said, he just has ankle almost fall off. Right. Why in God's green earth would he sign that franchise tag again and play right. it? And if they didn't want to sign him before the ankle, why would they want to sign him now? Right. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Sit out a season then? Yeah. And, I mean, he's he'll be 28 next year when he's playing. Mm-hmm. So, he's not – I mean, he's young. Don't get me wrong. But he's not he's as young, young as – He's quarterback. Right. But he's no spring season. Right. It's no Carson Wentz. No Carson <laughs> 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 no, but I don't know, man. I, it's just, it's just. I mean, I know the old line is getting older and doubt. I don't know, but I just think that I don't know. It's just, it's just because like with Dak, I don't like if we didn't need a top offensive line to make him, you know, so good. If we didn't need to get to go trade a first round pick and give Amari Cooper a one hundred million dollar contract, we didn't need to give Zeke all that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, dude, absolutely. And like, and I'm not trying to be a jerk here because everybody felt bad for Dak the day he he got hurt like totally honestly like we were feeling it like the empathy i think a lot of america had for dak on that day or like football fans certainly the people we talked to was real but then Mm -hmm. those tears in my opinion once you get away from that situation i mean he was crying because he didn't sign that damn contract he left a hundred million dollars on the table you know, like all to all to get all because not even really because of money, but because these guys want to be like the top paid. I want the next highest contract. It's always I want the next highest contract. And my argument with that was is like, okay, look, everyone wants to look. We all look. If you don't think Jerry Jones pays guys, you're you're a fool. Like Jerry Jones will pay. He will pay. Like look, we have Demarcus Lawrence, top paid defensive tackle. We have running back, top paid wide receiver, top paid. You know. um Offensive lineman all across the board, top paid. You know what I mean? He'll do it. Um, but it's it, it's just with Dak, he wants that extra year. You know what it was for me? I guess that kind of made me a little bit sour as a fan. Is he was worrying more about his next deal than the one that was right in front of him. Yeah. And like, and and then when you see Mahomes sign a ten year deal to help his team out cap wise, like you know, that's like, oh man, well man, when he did it, why can't you do it? You know right. what I mean? Like, and then and that's Mahomes. Right, that's Mahomes, exactly. After and winning a Super Bowl, Mahomes. after winning yeah, a Super Bowl. And an MVP. You're not Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, and he's not, and we all agree, he's not Mahomes. But, like, let's say Dak signed a six-year deal. You don't think if Dak was balling out like he, everyone says he will and everyone thinks he probably would be in the fourth year of that contract, you don't think he's extending him, giving him the next top contract? Like, I mean, in four years, he's 32. 
Right. You know what I mean? But I'm saying if he was putting up historic numbers like he is now. And oh, okay, yeah. And other stuff, like when the fourth year of that six-year contract comes up, they'll go back and they'll re-sign him. They will extend him and give him another market-setting deal. Like I, His best season, well, winning-wise, was his rookie season. When he was when he was involved the least. Yep. When less was more with him. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just. It's a hard situation, man. It's a hard situation. It'll be interesting to see. We'll have to get you back on, like what happens with some of this QB rotisserie this off season. Because I mean, if if Dak isn't in Dallas, that changes so many people. Because I mean, so many people are out there just so confident. Like you hear it all the time when we're talking about CD lamb and Amari Cooper and Gallup. I mean, you guys are so lucky to have the receiving weapons you have, but you hear it all the time. Just wait till Dax back. Just wait till Dax back. I mean, that's just everybody's conscious thought, how they think it's a matter of fact that he's going to be back. And, and I think that they're kind of fooling themselves a little bit. And I don't think it's going to get worse for those wide receivers, but I think that like, Somebody might be taking Dak's job, and I think that Dak's going to take somebody else's job, and it's all going to be a huge domino effect. Plus the NFL draft, Carson Wentz. Let me, let me ask you this: If you were think about this too, if you're a quarterback and you need to have a one-year prove-it deal, what better place to be than that? Sure. Where you have Zeke, the three receivers, the O line, defense might be garbage, but you'll put up monster numbers. But that who's that guy? Out. Who's signing that one-year prove-it deal? I don't know who's out. Who's, who's going to be out? I mean, I mean, do you Andy still Dalton? want Dalton? I mean, I would. I yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Dalton behind this whole. whole You're one of the few Dallas fans that I've kind of heard say that. Because I, I just kind I of know. like. And that's and here's the thing. I know Andy Dalton is not that. Kind. But he's also not. He's probably going to cost you nineteen million a year, which I know that's a lot of money. I know that's a lot of money when we're talking like real human talk. But nineteen million for a starting quarterback isn't a lot of money. But you can probably get him for fifteen to twenty million a year on a two to three year contract as your bridge quarterback. And go draft Mac Jones in the second or third round. Yeah, you know, like, and that that to me sounds a lot smarter than. Like you said, paying somebody like Goff or Carson Wentz just because, you know. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. When I, whenever I hear people, he's the next guy up. I don't. I don't care just because he's the next guy up. I have yeah. to pay him because he's the next guy. No, that's that's just, that's that's not that's not smart money. Right. You know what I mean? it's, it's not how it works. You know, and everyone's like, that is how it works. No. Oh well, you know what? If that is how it works, then something needs to change. Well, but, and that's just it too. And it, just because you're the next guy up that if if that if if there's the next guy up mentality let's we'll buy into that for just a moment if that's the mentality it doesn't mean the next guy up always gets more than what the last guy got you know it's not just like oh sweet he got that now i'm gonna get more that's how this works that's silly like yeah i don't know the next guy up isn't always as good as what the last guy was exactly so and then you see all the mistakes people make. You know what I'm saying? And how it burns. You know, like I said, look at Goff and Wentz. Look at this now. Look at what look, look, look. Yeah. Yep. Everyone got his deal. Everyone's like, oh, they just signed the future quarterback of the Eagles. He's going to win multiple Super Bowls. Right. Remember when everyone was talking about that? Remember when everyone was saying yeah, that? Yeah. Well, I mean, even looking with Wentz, you know, even me mid-season, when, when Wentz was sucking, I'm I'm like, well, they, they can't 
bench him because of his contract. They can't bench him. They can't do, you know what I mean? But long behold, they're just like, screw this, you know? Because, and like you've said before, and I've tried to convey this before, they're already paying the money. They're, right. they're, they're not going to lose any more money or save money by benching him. They're still paying him. If you can be better by starting Jalen Hurts, you still start your better quarterback and bench Carson Wentz and try to win because you're not, there's no way to, other way to make it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And it just, with Carson Wentz, it can't be a coincidence that that's the second time he's been replaced by a backup. I can't, it, it just can't. It can't be a coincidence. And then, and then visually, there was no debate the team played better underneath that second quarterback. Oh, and they got excited. They got pumped up. It seems like everybody got behind Jalen Hurt pretty quick. Very, how alarming was that? Swag? Yeah. It was, it was, how, it was, it was about Jaylen. as alarming as. <laughs> Not watching any of the Dallas offensive line help Andy Dalton off the field after he got killed. Yeah, right. It, it was like almost the exact opposite of that. Like, and that was one thing. And I know we're all over the place. I apologize, listeners, but like that was one thing I found alarming after Dak was injured, and then you have Dalton out there, and he gets creamed because, like you said, that offensive line is awful. He gets creamed. And they just walk away from him. Like, they didn't even care. They didn't even treat him like part of the team. And that was kind of sad and hard to see. And that was that's one reason that I wonder if Dalton would be the guy. But I think if they did sign him to be the guy and Dak wasn't around, the, the team would find a way to buy into it. But, oh, absolutely, man. But I, it, I mean, it is I, interesting I to watch that stuff. It definitely will be. But like you said, man, it will be very, very, very fun stuff to watch. But, yeah, no. Fun time for Wentz, though. Yeah, Ooh, I hope so, man. Like, I'm, I'm trying to buy him kind of low. I think that you can get him for the right price. I traded away Jimmy Garoppolo and um, Jameis Winston for Carson Wentz the other day. I am. So, hoping that Wentz has a job. Yeah, no, I think he'll definitely have a job. I think he'll definitely have a job. He's questioning his way. Well, brother, I, I appreciate you doing this. We've been yeah, talking about it. Hopefully we've answered some questions people might have about some of these contracts coming up. Watson, we've talked a lot about Dak, Carson Wentz, freaking Philly. Um, tell them who you are, all about you, anything you're doing right now. I'm not doing much but this. We all used to do stuff over at DFF. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, again, I'm just working on getting Capology back up as far as just platforms and everything like that. Because, again, like we said, everything's starting to go more video. Um, so, I mean, I see the ones that are typically going around. But I don't know. Sometimes, you know, if you want something to come out right, you got to pay for it and everything like that. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just looking at that kind of stuff and, you know, everything like that. And possibly a co-host. I don't know. Somebody's out there and they feel like editing. So I'm not going to lie. And, <laughs> that's my bugaboo. <laughs> if somebody, so if you want to talk about contract situations and edit you should have waited on you should wait for that like maybe tell them that afterwards oh and you're gonna edit the show that's right i'll get the whole shooting work as a team work as a team hopefully it'll be seamless and it won't be that bad in editing there you go i like it there you go but yeah no swags thanks for having me on dude anytime but yeah you guys catch me at uh at the fj walner twitter and graham uh, yeah, definitely follow Jason, man. He he'll put up some stuff about contract situations and stuff, and just just a different way to think about stuff. Build your teams. 
but no, I, I do. I'm sorry, man. I think I think I don't think I think if you are not paying attention, whether it's you know like some people say. I mean, look, I get it. When money's boring. Nobody wants to talk about it and everything like that. But I just feel like if you're not paying attention to it, the NFL is money league. Guys have to justify their salary just like any of us do in the real world. So if you're not paying attention, like you can get the upbeat on when guys could possibly get cut before, and you know. Just get an idea, and you know, and then you just trade him a year early for a year late. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if if you can't pay that attention, because we all can't. No. Holler at Jason at DFF yeah. J Waltner. Ask him your contract cut, uh, questions, situations, yeah. and he, he enjoys it a little bit more than some of us. So appreciate you, know. you coming on. I am at Swagzilla Zero OG. This is at Super Flexible Pod. Find us at Superflex City. We're going to get out of here with the Superflex City outro intro from Zach Reed. See you on the other side, Jason.